Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voice of Adoptees, which brings together diverse and unique voices from around the world to share their stories. If you liked today's episode, remember to give us a like, subscribe, and leave a review. Here's your host, David Shunk. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Voice of Adoptees. We're here with Yari, who is going to tell us a very interesting story and uh, always interesting to know another perspective on adoption as well uh, this evening. Again, thanks for stopping by, and uh, Yari, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, good. Well, we're glad that you're here. So why don't we just uh, jump in and go ahead and tell us about yourself. What are you up to these days? Yeah, definitely. Um, So uh, right now I'm a a part-time student. I just finished the um, spring semester. I'm currently just getting my generals done. Uh, I graduated high school about six years ago, um, but didn't love high school. So I didn't really want to go to college after that. Um, Just worked several different jobs um, after high school. Um, And kind of just like, I don't know before. So I don't know exactly when before the spring semester, but decided I wanted to um, just kind of go to school and you know see what it's like. And um, so I'm getting my journals done, and then after that, I'll be studying psychology. So that'll be exciting. Um, nice, yeah, psychology. That's a big one. Do you uh, do you already have an idea where you want to go with psychology? I mean, there's so many different avenues. Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I thought I had an idea for one thing, um, but that's kind of been changing a little bit, so I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, I'm sure your, uh, whatever decision you make will be the right one, definitely. And I have to ask, um, did uh, being adopted inspire you at all to uh, go into psychology? <laughs> we, have, we, we know a few uh, people in that similar field adopted. That's, all, that's why I'm curious. Um, I don't know if it, like, inspired me to go into psychology, um, but I think it might be playing a little bit of a role now, like, that might be where I want to, like, head with that, um, but, um, I mean, growing up, I, I was always a very curious thinker, and I always wanted to know, like, reasons for things, and I just like how psychology can explain, like, reasons for a lot of different things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally, totally agree with you. So um, I understand that you're adopted uh, from Russia, uh, just like myself and a lot of others. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Uh, When you hear Russian adoptee, it's a word that is used a lot for, uh, you know, adopted children from Russia. Uh, What what comes to your mind first? Um... Honestly, I just kind of think of, like, home in a way, but it's kind of interesting because it's kind of hard to think of home when I'm not, like, when that's where I'm from, but it's not, you know, where I grew up, you know? But I guess home would be, like, the first word I think of. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive into that a little bit. You want to share your uh, whole Russian uh, adoption story with us? Definitely, yeah. Okay, great. Um, 
So I was born in Yaroslavl, Russia, Russia in 1998 in July. Um, and I was adopted in September of 1999. Um, in that first year, um, I was in an orphanage. Um, I was born with cleft lip and palate, and so I was really sick a lot. So I bounced between the orphanage and the hospital um, a lot in that first year of my life. Um, and then my adopted parents um, came from America in 1999 to come get me. I believe they used an agency. I don't remember exactly the name of it at the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it, I was a closed adoption as most, uh, international adoptions are. And, um, yeah, I guess like, like I, I was like really sick in that first year. So I had a lot of like medical issues and fortunately was able to get all the medical care I needed at, when I came here to America. So, right. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, so you don't, so you were, you know, very, very young. Um, you don't really have any memories of Russia, I assume. No, I don't have any memories. I do have um, some stories from my like adoptive parents, and I have some pictures. Like I have like a a photo album with like a third of the album from pictures from their trip in Russia. So I've heard many things, but no memories. Yeah, yeah, same here. I I was uh, adopted uh, just right before two, so kind of it, kind of with you in the same boat. <laughs> um, so. When did you know that you were adopted? Uh, was there a certain age that kind of uh, you started to understand what it fully meant? Uh, was your adoptive family open about talking about it? Um, or were they very kind of not closed off, but didn't say much? Was it, you know, kind of on you to explore when you're ready? You know, let's dive into that. A lot of a lot of questions I know. So whatever you're yeah, comfortable um, talking about. But I'm just curious about how, uh, you know, growing up it was like for you. Yeah, so um, I always knew I was adopted from, like, as early as I can remember. Um, my adoptive parents never really kept it a secret from me. They were always open about it. Um, growing up, I was always, like, curious, and I remember I would ask my parents um, about, like, what they knew about my birth family or anything like that, um, and they didn't know much. And um, But I was always curious. I would always, like, make sure, like, kind of my mom and what she was like and like just imagine if there was ever going to be a day where I would ever meet my family um so it's just like it was a lot of like imagining and I think yeah. growing up there's probably I probably asked more questions when I was younger maybe I just don't remember um but I don't remember talking about it a lot when I was in like teen years um like a little bit but not like a lot, I, I guess I would say. Um, but my adoptive parents were uh, very open about it. Nice. So you basically weren't that interested until you got older in your teens, just so to say. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Now, same here with my uh, story as well. Um, it's weird. A lot of people have always asked me why that is. And my response was always, I just, uh, you know, it's it's you know it was just 
I didn't feel the need to talk about it because uh, it didn't really cross my mind that much, really. Right, um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So when you first uh, started to get really serious about it, um, what were, like, the first questions that you wanted to ask about uh, your Russian side? What, what, like, what were you most curious about? Um, I think it was more, like, during that first year of my life, because my adoptive parents didn't really have like any information on um any anybody on my birth uh, birth side, um in my files there's like um a little bit of information on like my mother, but it's more descriptive about what she kind of looks like, um but nothing like with super great information, um but I would ask them questions about. Um, like that first year of my life in the orphanage and like what their experience was like going to Russia and going to get me and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And um, have you ever wanted to go back to Russia? I would love to go back. I would absolutely love to go back. But, uh, you know, as we all know, with the war going on right now, it's kind of going to be a while before anybody can really go. Yeah, I'd say definitely should uh be safe rather than sorry (laughs) yeah um so are you uh up to date with the um you know current russian laws and in terms of needing to get a russian passport and getting all that together to travel to russia um did your parents keep up with that or did they not follow through uh kind of tell us about that yeah um so i didn't really know like how that all worked growing up um, I actually kind of found that out somewhat recently in the last, like, uh, four months, maybe. Um, I have met somebody through um, an adoptee group that I go to here where I live. And um, I, uh, somebody I met in the group had, like, a friend, another Russian adoptee friend that they introduced me to. And that friend had been to Russia a couple of times, and she kind of explained all the laws over there and how you need like the dual citizenship and everything like that. Um, so now I'm updated, but growing up, I wasn't, I didn't really know how all that worked. And like growing up, I never, like, even though I wanted to go to Russia, I like never really thought it was possible because it was just like, you know, halfway across the world, you know, how is that going to work? You know? Yeah. No, it always kind of feels like uh, a dream. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of yeah. the way I described it the first time I went back. But, um, well, now that you know all this information, have you started the process of getting it renewed, your Russian passport? I have not, no. I'll probably, um, like, I'll need to, like, work, like, a bunch and probably save up for it, too. Right. With, um, just with, like, my school and everything currently I'm focusing on, so. Right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's totally understandable. Um so, have you to have? I know you said that you have a uh, little information on your biological side, mostly descriptions of uh, the birth mother. Uh, is that correct? Uh, yes. Right now, have you wanted more information? Um, I have always wanted more information. Um, I actually. Uh, Somewhat recently, um, like I began my search about uh, four months ago or so, and I, I realized that I had a little bit more information in my files than I thought I did. Um, and I had like 
you know, the name of my orphanage and the hospital and uh, the address my birth mother had lived in at the time um, that I was relinquished. So I kind of started looking into that a little bit more and I realized this is actually some really useful information. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you'd be surprised. You know, we always think that we didn't get anything at all. And it turns out just a little bit of information can actually go a long ways. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of resources out there and um, searchers that will help you out if you decide to go down that path. And um, I'll be happy to give you any references if you need any, you know, whenever you're ready. I always tell everyone, make sure if you want to do a search, prepare yourself for you know, little results, you know, you, if you go in expecting everything and you get nothing, then, you know, you don't want to build yourself up over that anticipation. And I know it's hard to say that now, but um, you definitely need to be ready, I'd say, to uh, conduct a search. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so if you were to find your uh, family over in Russia, uh, what type of questions would you want to know right off the bat? Like you just say you just you did a search and you found one of your relatives. It was a cousin or something like that, an uncle. What are questions you would want to know that you've been thinking about for a while? Um, yeah, so it's actually interesting. I actually did find um, some of my family about three weeks ago. Um, oh, well, there like you go. We're going to have to quite, talk quite about that then. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, so I had I had met somebody, another Russian adoptee in an online support group um, who had a friend in Yaroslavl, and um, she got me connected to her friend, and her friend said she would go to the address that I had in my file and to see if she could find any information there. And um, so she went there and then got back to me, and I found out I had uh, a brother and an aunt, and two cousins, so my aunt's daughters, um, and then my grandma. Uh, but my grandma passed away last year, I believe. Um, oh, wow. But yeah. um, unfortunately, though, as well, my, my birth mother died 21 years ago. Um, my brother's a year older than me, so I was four when she died, and my brother was five. So, okay, wow. That, that was that was well, pretty difficult news to hear when I found that out. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say definitely. What was what were your uh, thoughts running through your head when you got all that information? Um, well, it was pretty cool to like find out I had a brother. Um, like I'm glad I found that out at the same time I found out about my birth mother. Um, cause it was just absolutely devastating when I found out about my mom. Um, cause I had just like dreamed of like the day when, if I would ever get to meet her and now I can't, but I'm grateful though. Cause I can ask, I've been talking to my brother and my aunt, um, ever since I met them through WhatsApp and just like asking them all the questions I can that I've always wanted to ask my mom. Great. Well, that's, you know, definitely went in there expecting more, um, but at least I'm happy that uh, you were able to establish those connections with the other relatives because um, they'll be able to at least help you answer questions that you might have mm -hmm. been thinking through your head for a very long time. So that's yeah. that, that is great news. Um, have you uh, so 
with that side of the family, have you started to ask questions about the father's side of the family at all? If they had, if they do anything more about that? Um, they don't know a whole lot. Um, they knew his name and like my aunt knew his name and where he lived at one point in time. Um, but yeah, then nobody really knows anything like now, like where he is or what he's doing. Um, my next goal is hopefully to find him. I have no idea how I'm going to do that, but if he's still alive out there, I would love to be able to find him. Maybe get his side of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, my best uh, suggestion would be uh, if you have his name or if you can ask your family uh, as much uh, as they know about him, uh, the more the better. And uh, I guess go search that name and see what you can get but just so just so you know you're not alone uh with trying to find the father usually they are somewhat difficult uh, a lot of cases um of them running off and mm -hmm. you know maybe not being the right you know the the name might have been accurate on the paperwork and there's a lot of you know other scenarios so just don't feel mm -hmm. don't feel down about it you know like a lot of people have been where you are so uh, oh, for we, sure. We we totally understand you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of nice, though, because, um, like, growing up, uh, like, my mom was pretty young when she had me. And growing up, I always kind of, like, had this negative view of my birth father in my head just because my mother was so young. Um, right. So I just, like, never had, like, a good picture of him in my head. And so, like, I met my family, and I was able to ask more questions about him. And so, now that I know more, it, it actually helps, and I don't really have as much of a, like, negative view of him anymore. It's more, maybe, well, maybe a little bit more positive, but, like, for sure more neutral, because I don't really know much about him. But for sure not really the negative opinion I had before. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, Hey, at least it's not negative anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's cool. So you, I'm happy that you did get some information. Um, congratulations. That's that's big. Thank you. Any information is good, even mm -hmm. if it's um, information that you didn't really want to hear. It's nice because at least you now know more than what you knew, you know, years ago. Yeah, exactly. So yep. That's definitely a step. And sometimes mm -hmm. it might not be the best information, but it's still, you know, nonetheless information. Um, mm -hmm. so I've heard of a lot of adoptees say that, like, if you go searching and you find anything, you have to be prepared for anything. Oh, yeah. Whether it's good or 100%. bad. 100%. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I guess based off your recent experience, do you think you were prepared? Um, I think I was prepared as well as I could have been. Um, I guess it's kind of hard to, you know, really define how prepared you can be. Um, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that was a good answer, though. Um, very diplomatic. <laughs> so where... Were, how I guess how much were you in communication with um, your adoptive family as you were going through this process of finding relatives over in Russia? Were they aware of it, or did you keep this mostly to yourself? Or um, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so in the beginning, like nobody in my adoptive family really found out about anything. 
until I found out about my mom and my brother. Um, I kind of kept it all to myself just because I was still trying to figure it out. And like there were times where like a bunch of things happened like really fast and kind of all at once. And then like a little bit of time where things slowed down. So I just wanted it to be for myself for a while so I could process through it. Um, and then like when I found out all the information that's kind of like told my, um, you know, adoptive parents first and then um, sometime a little bit later told the rest of my adoptive family as well. Okay. All right. Well, um, do you wish it was, I guess, did it, did, did it go down the way you expected it to, or did you expect it to be worse or better or kind of just right where you expected it? Um, I guess it went a lot better than I thought. Like I didn't really, I wasn't sure how it would go. I was really nervous about telling anybody because I just didn't want, I think deep down, like part of me didn't want to like hurt anybody in any way that I, I've been searching. Um, I didn't want to like come off as maybe, you know, ungrateful or something like that, um, that I was looking for my birth family at all. Um, so I really had no idea what to expect. I was very nervous. So I was really grateful for the support that I got after I told everyone. What advice would you give to someone that maybe is in your shoes right now, uh, post, I'm sorry, pre-finding uh, their Russian family or any birth family? You know, just doesn't have to be just Russian. What, what mm -hmm. is some advice you would give them in terms of uh, how to share that they're ready to go on that journey? Um, I guess I would say, um, just kind of honor wherever you're at in your journey and just really pay attention to how you are feeling and how your emotions are and, um, just take it one step at a time. That's really all you really can do. Um, and it's, it's quite a journey. It's, yeah, it's just emotions are going to be all over the place um so yeah just honor yourself where you're at and like take it one day at a time absolutely one day at a time that's that's perfect um were your friends um involved in kind of giving you emotional support during it or did you face this whole experience mainly by yourself or how much support did you really have going into it um I had like support groups that were really supportive and then the one adoptive friend that I met through one of the support groups, um, she was also pretty supportive about everything. Um, and then of course, uh, therapy as well also helped for me to process through everything. Um, Absolutely. That's, that's great. That's really great. Yeah. I think it's just like having like support groups is very important. Just having other people, who just understand what you're going through, or even if they don't understand all of it, but they at least understand, like, if they, like, say they haven't, you know, found um, anybody or their family, or they're just starting their search journey, like, they, they're not going to understand where you're at, but they'll understand, you know, some other aspects of your journey. Right. Now, that, that that's right. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. We want, uh, you know, it, I'd say it helps to have people that have been there 
uh, like the, you know, like uh, different support groups that understand, you know, that they were at one point in your shoes that, you know, at your stage. So it's nice to know that there, you know, are people out there that can really kind of feel what you're feeling. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to even speak to your own uh, adoptive parents or your friends about it that aren't adopted. They don't, they sometimes don't get it because it's just something they haven't experienced in never mm-hmm, will because sure, yeah. they weren't adopted. <laughs> so yeah. um, when you found, when you started getting uh, information about your family in Russia, how was the response uh, from your adoptive parents, from your friends? You know, was it positive or was there some trepidation? Yes, I use some big words. <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, yeah, why don't you share about that? Um. I guess I got mostly support. I didn't really get any kind of like um, anything negative in in response. Um, uh, it was just mostly support. And I think when, originally when I had told my adoptive parents, um, you know, they asked me like, what can we do to help you or support you? And like, I had just found out all this information. So I had like no idea what, you know, what they could do to help. I didn't even know what I needed at the, at that time for support. I was just like processing a whole bunch of new information. Like I went from not knowing anything to just knowing so much information in a matter of like hours. So it was, yeah. So I guess that's just like a lot of, a lot of support, which I'm really, really grateful for. Right. Um, so I guess my follow-up question would be, do you wish that you had more time before you searched for your family in Russia? Or do you think at that time that you conducted your search, it was the appropriate time? Like more time, meaning like... Like kind of allow, you... allowing yourself more time to conduct a search. Uh, you know, basically, do you think you were ready now looking back on it? at the time or where you think that was the time you're you were going to be as ready as you could be right um mm-hmm. so were you looking back on it now are you confident that you believe you were ready to go on that journey um i think so um like before right like right before i found out i kind of um things had kind of slowed down for a little bit um, in my journey and I kind of hit like a bump in the road. I wasn't really sure what to do or uh, what the next step was in my search. Um, I was kind of in a waiting game on the friend I had in Russia. Um, So like things are really slowed down. So I kind of just got, you know, into the flow of life and kind of like, I didn't completely forget about my searching, but it was more like, um the back burner i guess i would say because i found out like right after like the end of the school semester so i was busy with like finals and all that stuff um so then it was kind of like perfect timing i guess to find out like after the semester and not like in the middle of it or like during finals or something yeah i was going to say that definitely sounds like the prime (laughs) prime time to uh get all that information with everything else finishing up for the year um yeah, no, that's it's still amazing, and I still look back, and it sometimes it's even hard to believe that we had this whole other side to us that 
you know, we still need to explore and figure out what it really fully means. I mean, now that you know mm-hmm. we're getting older and we can start to think about it more, but I mean, it's really is a whole different side of you, but it's, it's still you at the end of the day. So it can be, mm-hmm. it can be scary looking at it, but it can be kind of calming in some ways and reassuring. Um, so my next question for you is when you hear other people, doctors, uh, social workers, or, people who are conducting research on different situations of adopted children that were, you know, adopted abroad, and they may have X, Y, or Z in terms of uh, increased anxiety or learning disabilities or uh, issue with self-identity. What are your thoughts on those, uh, I guess, types of uh, labels, that's what we'll call them, those types of labels. What are your thoughts on uh, those labels? And do you believe that you had any of these when you were adopted? Uh, I'm sorry, can you uh, kind of rephrase and repeat that question? Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's pretty lengthy and long. Um, <laughs> basically, you know, adopted children tend to get labels uh, thrown at them like, you know, you know, you're adopted because uh, or because you're adopted, you have identity problems. You're not going to have uh, you're not going to know how to identify, you know, if you're Russian or you're American or you're going to have anxiety. There's a lot of studies out there that have been going on for years because apparently people are very, very interested in international adopted children. So my question to you is, do you believe um, that being adopted has the disadvantages of maybe having more issues than someone who's not? And if you believe you had any of these Issues. Yeah. Um. I guess I would say, like, growing up, I didn't really seem to like have any issues. I guess. Um, like I didn't get any. I wasn't really made fun of for being adopted or anything like that. Um, like growing up, I always thought it was like, you know, it's just like this cool part of me. Like. It was it was like this unique thing about me. Oh, like I'm adopted. Oh, that's cool, you know. Um, but like as I got older, and actually in my when I started my search journeys, when I um, started to come out of the fog a little bit and started just really understanding how my adoption um, affects me and how I feel about it, and um, like now more than ever, I'm definitely like struggling with you know, the whole, you know, dual identity, like my Russian identity and then my identity here in America. Um, just trying to figure out how to balance that and like having two families and like, what does that look like? You know, just trying to figure that out. Um, right, right. But right. I, I, I didn't like um, have any of those kind of issues growing up, I guess I would say. Uh, it's all more, uh, more recent. Um, I did also read um, Nancy Verrier's book, The Primal Wound, which was extremely helpful uh, for me. Just not only like better explaining certain things I already knew about myself as an adoptee, but it also explained some things I didn't know. And I learned a lot through that book. And that also kind of helped me with coming out of the fog and just understanding just a lot more about myself and who I am. Well, that, that's great that you had that as a reference. Um, and 
I've heard of that book. I haven't read it myself, but I heard it. I heard it's a uh, very powerful. It is. It's it's very it's a very heavy book. So if you do yeah. ever get the chance to read it, like take your time with it, and just like it's it's good, but it, it's a heavy book for sure. Yeah, uh, I've <laughs> I'm not doubting you one bit. I'm sure it is. Um, so let's let's switch gears to a little bit more happier side of things, so to speak. Um, what do you want to do when you go back to Russia for a visit? I know right now is not the ideal time, but when you get back there, tell us about what you'd want to see, what foods you'd want to try, what sites you'd want to see, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing I'd want to do is, so my aunt actually lives where um, my birth mother used to live. Um because my grandmother lived there as well. And so, like, everyone just kind of lived there, like, nobody moved around or anything. Um, so I think the first thing I would do was just, like, go see my aunt and see my brother um, and see the house where my mom grew up. And um, I'd want to go see if I can find, you know, where my orphanage is. Um, I'd want to for sure visit Moscow. Uh, my parents have some pictures from Moscow. Uh, St. Petersburg is also another one of those places that I'd want to visit as well. Uh, but for sure, just like spend a lot of time in the city that I was from. And just my brother has already told me um, some stuff about the city. Well, as well as my aunt. Um, but my brother has told me a little bit more than my aunt has. Um, and I was just I would love to go there and just like have them show me, you know, the city, show me where I'm from, show me my hometown, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, that's awesome. That's yeah. Moscow and Saint Petersburg are beautiful cities, and it's it's amazing. Like I I tell everyone when I was there, it just felt like a felt like a dream. It still it still does that. The fact that I was there, it's just so much to take in, because it's not just another you know, it's not just a normal trip, so to speak. It's <laughs> yeah a part of you that you're going to go discover, and it's it's so emotional and so touching and it's, it's powerful. You know, it, you, it, it feels really good once you are done with that because you got to see that whole side and really decide then after, Hey, like, do I really like that side or not? <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much you're diving into the deep end. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So growing up in a, in America, um, did you uh, were you a part of any Russian uh, communities nearby, or did you ever cook Russian food, or um, want to learn the language, or how did you keep in how did how did you keep your Russian roots in the United States? Yeah, um, so I had tried to learn uh, Russian in like towards the end of um, middle school, I think. Um, but it was extremely difficult and I didn't really know how I would, you know, learn it. And I thought it was impossible. Um, and then I tried again, like in high school when I was a little bit older and I had like memorized like the alphabet, like a few different times, but I was like so out of practice with it that I forgot it. Like each time I memorized it. Um, and I guess even now, like I'm trying to like relearn the language again now that I found family and like communicating with them, um, you know, I'm using the language more often, just translating. Um, so it's kind of getting a little bit easier to become familiar with the language. Uh, like I'm better with like reading it. Like I don't 
it'll take me a long time to learn to be able to speak it. Um, yeah. But reading it is getting, well, I guess, I guess I could say a little bit easier. I can pick out some words here and there. Um, but I definitely tried to learn the language. Um, I had a few um, other Russian adoptee friends growing up. Um, I had like two in high school that were all actually from my same orphanage. Um, but I don't think we ever really talked about like our adoption experiences very much, but we kind of connected over the fact that we were from the same place. Um, another friend was from, I don't remember exactly where she was from, uh, but she was adopted from a different part of Russia um, at an older age. So I had some Russian friends growing up. Okay. And so you guys never really got together and, I mean, talked more in depth about it or anything like that? Not really, no. Do you think it was a lack of uh, your interest at the time? Or do you think it was a lack of their interest? Or just all of you together just weren't at that phase of life yet, so to speak? Um, I guess I would kind of say like all of the above. Um, so I guess the... The two friends who were from my orphanage, I was friends with both of them at kind of different times in my life. Um, so uh, one of them um, didn't, didn't really talk about it, um, I guess, very much. Um, I guess it just wasn't maybe neither of us really showed much interest in talking about it, I guess. And then the other friend yeah. didn't really like talking about adoption like in general. I guess it was just a really sensitive topic for him. So we just didn't really talk about it a whole lot. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, well, I'm glad that uh, you were able to at least uh, find that support. And, you know, that book that you read sounds like it really helped a lot. And you were mm -hmm. able to find out some information. Um, and now that you have that connection made, I hope uh, moving forward that you're able to utilize that connection and, you know, still discover things out about your family that you didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. You can always find out interesting things about, you know, family stories, and I'm sure fun things will come out one day and it'll continue to surprise you as you get more and more close to them and, you know, communicate with them more and more. Uh, mm -hmm. So how how often do you speak with your family over in Russia? Um, right now, communication has slowed down a little bit. Um, my aunt still like text, text me almost every day. Um, just to keep communication. Um, my brother, I'll text him like here and there, like after like a few days or something like that. Um, in the beginning, like we would talk like every single day. Um, but like as much as we could, I guess, um, with the you know time difference, it's kind of difficult. You know, yeah, they're absolutely. awake when like we're sleeping over here and like vice versa. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, we would talk all the time, and um. But yeah, com communications died down uh, some. Uh, not that I'm not like not interested in talking to them. I think it's just like I kind of went with all my big questions like right away. And now I'm like, oh, well, what else do I talk about? I kind of just like text them and talk to them when I think of something that, you know, just strike up a conversation. Sounds like the honeymoon phase is over. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of does feel like that, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. It's always, you know, the most exciting at the beginning. And then after that, you know, five years later, you're like, 
yeah, I have family in Russia. It's it's pretty cool. All right, next question. <laughs> um, so what 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 are some uh, questions that you still have for your family in Russia? I know you kind of mentioned you want to know more about your biological mother, or at least about your father's side, maybe. Um, but when you first met them, or, you know, when you first were able to establish contact, do you remember the first couple of questions that you asked immediately? Yeah. Um... I think like a couple of the big ones were like more about like my mom, like what what was she like growing up? Um, what I think the biggest question I asked was like why I was relinquished. Like what's this, what was the story there? Because um, I never really knew why, um, and so it was kind of nice to get those answers as well. Um, and then like another question too was just like getting. Uh, medical records as well because I've had I have a lot of like you know health issues and like don't really know you know where that comes from and so it's nice to be able to get those answers as well right oh absolutely um do you know your blood type that I don't know I don't I only asked because (laughs) yeah no I only asked because I didn't know mine until about a year ago so um it's still that was still pretty cool I mean Probably not the first thing you'd expect when someone's, you know, getting blood drawn as you sit there and you tell the nurse, oh, cool, because I finally get to know what type of blood I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably an odd response. They looked at me a little strangely, but that's okay. Um, that That's awesome. That's really incredible. And in terms of adoption, what's your view on it overall? Are you, do you think it's a positive uh, thing? And do you ever see yourself potentially if uh, since you're going into the field of uh, psychology do you see yourself maybe wanting to help other adopted uh, children as you get older or even adopted adults um yeah so i think i'm not like against adoption in any way um i think as i've like been doing some more research and um just like coming out of the fog and just kind of creating my own opinions about things. Um, I think adoption is very misunderstood in our society, um, just in the fact that um, I feel like society just has that, um, you know, savior mentality and, you know, trying to give a child a second chance, which and there's, you know, nothing wrong with that um, whatsoever. But I just think that there's no, like, real consideration about what adoptees experience when relinquished and the trauma that they go through with that. Um, that's just not really talked about enough, in my opinion. Um, right. So I guess like with, with psychology, with what I maybe want to do is just kind of help, you know, adopted adults or, you know, children, whatever. Um, I remember just anybody in front of me, you don't have to be adopted. Just understand more about what adoption really is like i think it's important that if you want to get a true real understanding of what it is you need to ask an adoptee because um, they're the, they're the ones who went through it they're the ones with the experience so and every experience is different every experience is unique they're not all good they're not all bad like that's why it's important to ask an adoptee because they're the ones that know you know absolutely and that's you know that's what we were talking about earlier by saying uh your, you know, your friends are great, your family's great, but at the end of the day, there's a good chance if they're not adopted themselves, 
they won't know certain things or no won't really understand how to respond in different situations so turning to other adoptees whether they're kids are older than you or a little younger than you that have already gone through that process or are in the same phase of uh, life in that terms of discovery um, at least you know one you can do it together two it's a bond that adopted children and adopted individuals understand and mm -hmm. three it always feels a bit more comforting knowing you have that support you know yeah. and you're mm -hmm. not going into something so so wide and so open and you're doing it all alone you have that extra backing which is which is nice right um, yeah mm -hmm. absolutely um so my final question for you is um and you can say however you'd like um what's your final message about adoption your journey so far reconnecting to your uh, relatives in russia finding this part of you What's your advice for those that are in your shoes right now or advice for those who are kind of on the border of uh, going into a search or wanting to know more about their family? Mm -hmm. um, I guess, like I said, I was kind of saying earlier, too, like for um, either side, um, just like one day at a time. You know, adoption is very, very complicated. And if you do decide to um, begin searching, um, you know, it's it's a journey. It's you're going to experience like all the emotions and you just got to, you know, respect yourself, honor yourself wherever you're at in your journey. And just like, again, just take it one day at a time. That's great. That's that's a beautiful message one day at a time that's that's what a lot of people believe in and i think right now that's all you can do really um mm -hmm. so one day at a time and keep an open mind would you say yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely well yari it's been a real pleasure having you on tonight thank you so much for stopping by and sharing a little bit about yourself and yeah thank you for having me absolutely and you're always welcome back uh if there's any new information you learn or you just want to come back and say hello you can always reach out and let us know and we'd love to hear about your journey sounds good thank you absolutely ladies and gentlemen that was another edition of the voice of adoptees this evening uh we are always looking for those interested in sharing their stories just like yari if you are interested, you may reach out to us at www.voiceofadoptees.com. You can also follow us on social media as well. We always are looking for new voices and new stories. Have a great evening, everyone. It's been a real pleasure here on Voice of Adoptees. Who am I? Thanks for listening to Voice of Adoptees. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next time.